We are not designed to have such stress, do it all, work and teach and do all the household chores and tend to our partners. We're not meant to do all this in isolation and alone with no space. Like it's just not normal. We plug in our phones as soon as the battery starts to go down. But when do we actually stop to plug ourselves in to connect? You should, you know, you should probably do this. I should probably just get you to lie down and do this. Oh, yeah. I was going to, like, do it. I'd like to lie down. I'm watching you. (laughs) Yeah. No, really, I'm lying down. down. I'm just going to go downstairs and do the dishes. (laughs) (laughs) We always talk about the bloody dishes. Anyway. Oh, my God. I know. Dishes and cake. (laughs) Dishes dishes and cake. We're like, by the way, also, it's really good to eat well. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be like, oh, my God, these guys, what is up with their advice? And welcome back to the Medic Mum podcast with me, Dr. Poonam, and me, Dr. Steph. So, this week we are going to talk about self care and what that actually looks like during lockdown. So, we are in the middle of lockdown number three, and I think self care is a term that is used a lot. And I think it's great that we've got emphasis on the importance of it. But what does that actually look like at the moment? People are in such difficult situations. I know from a personal point of view, mums, um, a lot of people are juggling lots of different things, homeschooling, working from home, new baby, uh, multiple children at home. It's, it's just, it's a lot at the moment. We are all missing friends and family. So what are the little things that maybe we can do and that kind of help pick us up a little bit? And what do we do when we're actually in that rut, in that funk? Because I don't know about you, Poonam, but I have definitely been feeling quite heavy recently. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I think that the weeks are feeling so tiring and you just feel the sense of it's just dragging. At the same time, you're stressed out your nut, yeah. if that yeah, makes absolutely. sense. You know, um, personally, I am like both my husband and I, we're working full time, we're doing homeschooling with our eldest. And then we've obviously got the baby who's now almost 10 months old. And there's no help, you know, like all of us that are stuck in the situation where we've got no, there's just no respite, you know, even those little moments where once a week, perhaps you were able to go out for a dinner or go out for a drink or just have somebody else kind of look after your kids. You've just got no respite so therefore when you're stuck really in that everyday cycle it does become a little bit despairing and I've actually had um, a couple of patients this week say to me um, mums that called up one with older children one with um, a newborn and again just echoing the same things of just when will this end and we know that the end is sight and it is exciting because certainly I personally can see that because we've started the vaccination mm-hmm. program so that really is exciting times and you can see that light is at the end of the tunnel but still we've got got to get through mm-hmm. the days and I think that why we decided to speak about self-care today is that we too are trying to find those moments of comfort yeah. throughout the day and they're becoming few and far between isn't yeah, it? Yeah exactly like you said it's 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 brief we were having a little chat before this and it is literally five ten minutes like I don't necessarily have time to take half an hour 40 minutes in a bath I so wish I did and if I did I would be there but it's finding those little 
moments in the day that kind of just not even make you feel like your normal self, but just make you feel like, okay, um, I can, I can function for today. I can get through today. Um, and I don't know for me again, and a lot of people that I've spoken to have felt the same thing. I think this lockdown feels harder and I, it's because I guess it's because it's been going on for so long and maybe there was some hope that perhaps this would have been over by now or been at least a little bit better Mm. we're in the third lockdown so we've we've been through it all before and it is just that real fatigue that is coming into play here so I think that our resilience is being really pushed to the limits and being tested like it has never been tested before. Um, And that's why it's harder. From a personal point of view, we've just finished a period of isolation. Um, I know you went through the same thing recently, but, you know, 10 days is 10 days is tough. And I completely appreciate that there are other people who have been doing this for so much longer. People have been doing this since March, like shielding, not having left the house. And it is just so, so tough. So everyone is in different situations. And I think that self-care will look different for different people as well. What might work for me might not work for you, but it's finding and trying to identify and hold on to those things that do work for you and just maxing out on them. Yeah. Absolutely. And that thing that you say about fatigue, it's that, you know, there is such a phenomenon as parental burnout. And for many of us that have been kind of parenting particularly, or perhaps been pregnant and in that kind of newborn stage with young babies, you know, it's got to a point where the same coping mechanisms that worked perhaps at the beginning of lockdown Mm -hmm. one are no longer working. And it's, as you say, the little moments like, this week, for example, I remember at the beginning of lockdown one, I bought a, a gel nail kit, you know, and I said, kind of sold it off to my husband as, you know, yeah, I'll never need to go to get my nails done again. <laughs> it was just me money in the long run, blah, blah. And, you know, during lockdown one, I would make the time to just kind of find, you know, that maybe half an hour just to sit down and do my nails. The baby was like still very, very teeny, so slept a lot of the day and the older child was a bit like, you know, his son was not not easier to manage, but you know, he was able to occupy himself. Whereas this time round, even getting that space, I just feel I'm so exhausted at the end of the day. And I recognize that what I'm longing to do is actually to go and just for someone else to just fuss over me for half an hour where it's not another yet another thing to do and I think that this is it like when self-care even becomes something that it feels like a Mm to-do task yes it's harder to implement so again it comes back to like what are those little tiny Mm -hmm. things throughout the day that just bring you that little moment of and yeah pause and if that means just going to the toilet, like I shared a story yesterday where I was at work and went to the tea room, sat down for five minutes and I was like, oh my God, it's peace and quiet. And this doesn't mean that we don't love our kids, loved them to bits, wouldn't swap it for the world. But at home to get that same five minutes of yeah. peace and quiet, many of us mums are often just having to hide out in the toilet <laughs> or as I have recently found myself doing is scoffing that little bar of chocolate in yeah. the utility <laughs> on my own. <laughs> Yeah, we started um, not every day. Um, I'm going to be talking about alcohol, drink responsibly, of course. But every now and again, maybe at the weekend, my husband and I will, instead of having our glass of wine after the kids are in bed, we'll start it a little bit earlier. We'll take a little bit of wine up with us to do the bath because we think, okay, this is 
this is what we're going to do this evening. And it just adds that little something, I suppose, makes it a little bit different to what we have been doing (laughs) every day for the past goodness knows how long. And maybe sharing that with your partner as well, um, anyone else who's in the house with you kind of makes it feel like a little bit of a, a fun thing to do. Yeah. But definitely once they're in bed, I so relish that moment of just going down. And I know that maybe there's other stuff to do. But the other day, I think uh, my husband was like, right, well, let's go and do this. And I was like, do you know what? I just need to sit down. I just need to sit down. I think I got, yeah, a chocolate bar, sat down, just had the chocolate bar just in peace. Didn't say anything. <laughs> didn't check my phone, didn't watch any TV. It was just calm. And then I was like, okay, right, now I'm ready. Now I can kind of carry on with the next bit of the evening. I think that's amazing for you to actually like admit and say that because I think a lot of us mm-hmm. are doing that is that you know we're juggling so many balls that sometimes it's okay to just let them go like for me I assess every day now what is priority and unfortunately things like there's so much amiss right now like the house is a complete yeah. bonsai the laundry is never ending um you know I'm definitely one of those that once upon a time was really proud of ironing clothes, making sure that we were all in like crispy clean. It just doesn't exist yeah. anymore. You know, you just, it's, there's so much that's slipping, but it is because we're on such survival mode. And we know that short term periods of stress, you know, can be beneficial for us. But when that same kind of sense of there is a huge dinosaur behind me all the time, ultimately you do end up feeling very fatigued and that's what parental burnout Mm. is you know this phenomenon that I speak of which it can manifest itself as either physical exhaustion or emotional exhaustion and it often comes with feelings of sort of guilt I mean how many of us parents are regularly feeling waves of guilt over everything really that you're feeling exhausted all the time uh, that you're feeling inadequate perhaps in your role as a parent that perhaps you've suddenly lost interest in activities or hobbies that you enjoyed with your kids Um, and in in worst case scenarios you know like and if you do identify this with this then please do speak to your GP or reach out if you are starting to feel that actually quite detached from your children you know, these are the various warning signs that can show that perhaps, you know, you are in a bit of a downward spiral. And, you know, as GPs, we can absolutely vouch that we are seeing a lot of this. This is happening to lots of parents and there is a lot of support out there. But often what we think is because we're so ridden with guilt and overwhelm that actually if I put my hand up and say I'm not mm-hmm. coping, that I then mean to be a bad parent or a failed parent and that just doesn't exist we are not designed to have such stress do it all work and teach and do all the household chores and tend to our partners we're not meant to do all this in isolation and alone with no space like it's just not normal so if you're feeling overwhelmed or you're finding it difficult you're finding it challenging it's because it is overwhelming it is difficult and it is absolutely challenging but you know what I think you saying that and like vocalizing it saying this is not normal we are not designed to do this that is so empowering in itself to to hear and to listen to because you're kind of given permission to I think that we inevitably hold ourselves to very high standards and it's hard especially when you're at home where you feel like you're surrounded by all of the things I said to my husband the other day I was like I just I can't relax anymore I find it really difficult to relax because 
there are constant reminders everywhere of things that haven't been done, things that need to be done, like piles of mess um, and kind of disarray everywhere. And so he said to me, he was like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. It can be left. No one is coming around. There is no need to do X, Y, and Z now. And again, it's just someone saying that to you and kind of giving permission. So I hope that if you were feeling this way and you're listening to this right now, knowing that it's not normal and just allowing yourself to accept it and think, yes, that's why I am finding it hard. And I think sometimes it's really difficult for us to say we are finding it hard as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that even... Like, as you say that, that is probably me a lot of the time is just going, oh, God, I just, I, I, I you know, the to-do yeah. lists become lists for even more things to do. And I've got notes and journals and calendars and reminders and alarms and, you know, and at the end of the day, nothing gets done because I find it's overwhelming. And then suddenly you get this complete flurry of like energy because you can't mm. take it anymore or it becomes it's the only thing that you can control yeah. in that day I see lots of mums going god I've just had this absolute urge and I've done the same to just redecorate yeah. a room or to you know clear yeah. away the clutter and it's because it's about control and a lot of things at the moment particularly parenting it's mm-hmm. out of control yeah. you know um so if you do get urges to do that then that's mm-hmm. okay too I think it's just about listening to where you're at and doing whatever feels right for you and the issue is that when we are out and about of our houses and we have things to do to keep us busy people outdoors um, you're less inclined to sit and magnify things and catastrophize. But when you are at home 24-7, particularly with the only people that you're really speaking to are either work colleagues online with deadlines or young children that are saying mummy every five seconds, um, then what tends to happen is that you lose control and you end up almost, then you go into social media and you go into this comparative narrative uh, where you see other people doing X, Y, and Z. And before you know it, you've gone and taken yourself down a rabbit hole. So it's really about just taking that step back and going, where am I absolutely at right now? What is it that I know that's going to just make me feel better? Mm-hmm. And as doctors, we would often not advocate a lot of things, but you know, if it is that little bar mm-hmm. of chocolate, that biscuit, or so what if you've just eaten the whole biscuits <laughs> packet? You know, we've all just, been there. If it, just, <laughs> we've been there, and I think it's about time where we just started talking realistically of the situation in hand yeah. at the moment. And it is short term in the grand scheme of our entire lifespan. This is actually short term. Yeah. It just doesn't feel like it right now when you wake up every morning and I look at the timetable for the school day ahead and you just think, how am I going to get through today? But we do. We get through it one day at a time and that's all you can control and all you can do. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of setting um, setting yourself realistic goals um, yeah. in terms of I'm going to get to lunchtime, I'm going to get to dinner time, and we're going to do bed and then you know, just breaking it down into small chunks, I suppose. And I think... Absolutely. You mentioned the comparison game, and I think that that is um, that's something we've spoken before about on an episode. But it certainly comes into play again during this time with social media and maybe seeing someone's perfect homeschooling setup and thinking, "My goodness, look at them!" But again, that's a snapshot of their day. Maybe there's a snapshot of your day that you could share, which looks like everything is completely under control. But we all know that that is not what's happening and we have to remember that that applies to everyone as well um 
but also if you but also if you see people who are just triggering you maybe a bit too much making you feel really really awful um just unfollow them um yeah and that in itself can be really empowering and setting yourself boundaries on social media as well is really helpful like turning off your notifications um maybe even setting yourself a time limit for how much time you're on there all of these things can be really helpful to try and minimize all of that extra noise that doesn't necessarily make you feel very good there are lots of people sharing the realities of what's going on at the moment as well which is brilliant and so helpful but try and block out those who are maybe painting a more like idealistic uh scenario absolutely and I think it's important also to remember particularly on social media that your platforms um have to kind of almost be an extension or an escapism so if somebody is sharing a lot of content that's perhaps about fitness maybe that is just the only way that they know how to do this time right now but you have the control over yourself that if you're finding that to be too much then mute it for a while as Steph just said I think it's important when it comes to Instagram that remembering that people are only sharing certain nuggets um I probably cry at least I think at the moment once a day (laughs) I have tried to take a photo like other people do when they're crying. (laughs) And (laughs) I think it's incredible how people do that because it's just not what I would think about at that moment. No, no, but I tried like even during my COVID time, you know, I was like, okay, I feel so, and I was crying and then I would, and I have, you know, that famous Kim Kardashian, but I do, I have such an ugly cry face and it just didn't, one, feel natural. I didn't want to take a picture of it. And two, the pictures I did take, I was like, oh my days, like I would not have anyone (laughs) over my dead body ever look at that. And I admire people that can do that. But remember, just because you're not seeing somebody's face Mm. showing you visibly that they're crying Mm. doesn't mean that they're not. This time, you know, we are putting on fronts and we are just getting on with it, but there is not a single person. And for somebody who's seeing like over a hundred patients a week, I'm telling you that every consultation I'm having has got mental health elements into it. Mm. Everyone is struggling, no matter how old you are, what background you come from, what profession you have. Um, It's a struggle for everyone. It's just how people cope with it. And personally for me, like my moments of self-care come from just getting up, getting dressed and putting my makeup on. It's so different to where I was a year ago. Even actually at the beginning of lockdown one, I was still able to get up, go for an early morning walk before the kids got up. I've been in sleep hell with the baby for the last Mm -hmm. few months, Mm -hmm. just recently recovering from illness and it's stressful and it's hectic. And the thought of getting up early doors to do anything right now, just it's like, why would I torture myself? But getting up, getting dressed, putting my makeup on, it just feels like almost like psychologically... I'm psyching myself up, but it also connects me to my older identity of who I who I am, who is somebody who loves makeup. And that's good enough for me. And then sometimes I'll get people going, God, you, you know, you always look so well done. And you know, and I'm like, yeah, because this 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 is my form of like therapy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's yeah, it's it's, it's funny, good. isn't it? It makes me feel good. Yeah. It's like, you know, like a bright lip just does something for me it just yeah. makes me stand well a bit I, I have started doing it recently yes, and it really it. it does work and I have to say that just I say just because it sounds like a simple act but actually it's very equally just as powerful for me getting up yeah. getting dressed even if it is into the same leggings and jumper yeah. that I've been wearing and putting on a little bit of makeup just making myself feel a bit more presentable yeah for myself um 
that makes me feel set for the day. And I think that that is really valuable. And it's, yeah, and it's important because even from a medical perspective, we know it's just setting those boundaries for when day and night are, you know, you need to allow your mind to shift from those times of day, Mm -hmm. even for the purpose of having better sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, if we are lounging in our pajamas all day or refusing to get out of bed, and yes, there'll be days where you will feel like that with kids. A lot of the time that's not even allowed, even though you want to do it. Um, But you are kind of then setting boundaries of, okay, now is daytime. Now I'm going to get into my pajamas. This is my evening routine. Mm -hmm. And in some way you are then preparing yourself into a rhythm uh, without it being really forced. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really feel the same way about making the bed as well. I have to say when I was younger, I never used to make the bed and really yeah I never used to like my mum would kill me I mean my mum obviously was like you need to make the bed but it was never something that really came very naturally to me and I even when I was at university I think I just just I just didn't I just didn't think about it but more recently I suppose when I started working and you know you're like okay I'm a I've got a job now and I've got to be presentable weirdly enough the making the bed thing came along with that and Mm. again it's probably because I've never really understood why but it's actually what you've just said it's it's distinguishing that night day now I'm going to work now my bed is made and that's just that's just the format and that's just just that's just how it is um and also I found that it's it's almost like it's a reflection of how I'm feeling from a mental health point of view sometimes as well it's like if the bed is made yeah that is that's 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 done and so I'm I'm okay I'm I'm in control in some sort of way you're absolutely right there's a lot of evidence behind that as well and actually a lot of folk that are quite high up or an influential like business folk will will always say that the the act of making your bed first thing in the morning Mm. it psychologically hypes you up in that that's one job done So instantly it's such a quick feel good tick box exercise that once you've done that, it sets you off to do more productive things. So So I grew up like my mum would just kill us if we didn't make her bed. Like mum was proper militant, but she was always like messy bed, messy head. And it stuck with me. It's the one thing I always teach my wee boy as well. I'm Mm -hmm. just like, first thing, make that. And it is, it's just that tick done. And suddenly you're like, okay. And you're less inclined to jump back into it as well. (laughs) Yeah. Even though I feel like I could sleep anywhere now, to be honest, but um, <laughs> I'll sleep on top of it. On top of a made bed is fine. It's, that's also yeah. good enough. No, see if somebody moves my cushions around, that's just it. I'm like, did you? I don't care if we're in a lockdown, but did you just move my cushions? Oh my god, I have these cushions as well, and my husband is like, why are you putting them? Like as if he he complains about them anyway. Let alone during all yeah, of this, yeah. he's like, is there any? point and he makes a point of like at bedtime like moving them to my side so I have to deal with them <laughs> yeah 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 I know um, I love them. something I love them too <laughs> I would I'd be lost without you know my cushions and doing the karate chops and I just kind of think crisp <laughs> yeah. and then the moment anybody else dares touch it you're just like you have just pushed mummy over the edge I need to go to the toilet to put some red lipstick on go have my chocolate biscuit in the utility and now I am back exactly this is my zen moment you were ruining it for me (laughs) oh dear we digress yeah that's so interesting about the making the bed thing I love that I've learned something learned something new and it all totally makes sense now as well 
Yeah, it's um, no, I think that there's just lots of little hacks, actually, that we can do mm. throughout the day that without even realizing, you know, make such a big difference yeah um I've also recently started trying to go to bed earlier I mean like both you and I we are we're night owls aren't we and yeah I don't think it's even through it's not through choice either is it no well that's the thing you feel like you're squeezing your day into that evening that's probably what it is and you feel like when they're in bed you're like oh thank goodness I've got now my day starts (laughs) like I've got I've got this time for myself and kind of trying to squeeze it in um what did I see a post the other day where it was just basically talking about how you know that you should go to bed and do all of these things like go to bed a little bit earlier yet you almost like make a stand and you you're almost like trying to prove a point to yourself like this is my time so I'm yeah. gonna I'm just gonna watch tv because I can even though I'm really tired I yeah. should probably go to bed I think that's so hard though because for many sort of like for you and I and for a lot of parents I think will resonate with this is that your evening as soon as bedtime happens becomes like sort the house out, clean up after dinner, yeah. you know, sort the bathrooms out after they've had their baths and all that jazz. And then you, if you're working as well, like at the moment working with children at home, it's just impossible. Mm-hmm. So then again, you've got work in the evening as well. And like it just that whole evening routine where you then want to squeeze in some TV time. There's just too much to do. Yeah, um, there is. And when you have young children that also won't sleep, <laughs> have I mentioned that before? Yep. Like five million, <laughs> my kids aren't sleeping. That you know, ha- most of my evening is spent just going up and down into the baby's room yeah. or sitting in the dark for ages holding her. So then, at yeah. some point, I'm like, oh my god, how are we at ten o'clock already? I still got all this other stuff to do, and I think it is about maybe setting boundaries, and I need to do it as much as I am about to preach about it. Is that just accepting that? if I can't get it done tonight, that sleep is the priority. Like every night when the baby sleeps, me and my husband go, like we actually say this every night, we should really go to bed right now too. Yes, yeah. And then no doubt about midnight, we're both say we're actual idiots that we didn't go to bed. <laughs> we've done this to ourselves, I know. <laughs> <laughs> totally been there before as well. Yeah, it's, it's because you get, you get... It's like a treat. What did we watch the other day? It was just something like Grand Designs, but we watched a whole episode together. And it was a really nice episode, actually. I think I'm just so emotional at the moment. Or it was a really good episode. I was so, I was like welling up at the end because they'd built this beautiful house. But anyway, and it just felt so nice. It almost felt, it was like, it was almost like we went to the cinema. Yeah, together. Like it was just totally refreshing thing to do. Um, But that is the constant push-pull I guess that you're working against all the time it's kind of wanting to add in some way but know that you're maybe taking away from something else and Mm. yeah it's um and I think that that's such an interesting point you say Steph I think we've got the shift wrong like yes we've got deadlines yes we've got pressures yes we've got all of that to do but I think that what we do is we go right I'll get this done and then I'll go for that bath I'll get this done and then I'll have a shower. Yeah. I'll get that done and then I'll have that piece of cake that, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've seen about cakes and chocolates so much. I need to stop. Um, <laughs> I need to come and have a look at your pantry. <laughs> oh, do you know, before lockdown, like, I know before and after, before 2020 and <laughs> ever since. Um, but I think that it's about maybe when the children go down, actually going, actually, I'm going to have that half an hour now when I'm going to watch that thing. Or I'm going to go do that thing and then I will do whatever I need to do after mm-hmm. 
um those dishes can wait just now mm-hmm. but I'm going to go and sit down on the sofa like you said at the beginning yeah. and have that 10 minutes yeah but we don't do it and we push and push and push and then we end up in this continual cycle and mm. I think actually off the back of this conversation I'm probably going to try that is just prioritize my self-care a bit yeah, more is maybe just put best. it in ahead of the work because my work is never ending your work's never ending let's mm-hmm. face it like work is never ending yeah and if at some point we don't stop to refuel ourselves, then we're going to run out. Yeah. Of gas, so aren't right. we? You're like, so you know, right. we plug in our phones as soon as the battery starts to go down, but when do we actually stop to plug ourselves in to connect? Ooh. You know, meditation like for me has always yeah. been something where, like, I love meditation and just finding those five minutes. And actually with my seven-year-old, it's great because me and him have done this for years, but it's mm-hmm. it's really hard to do it with the baby at the minute. I was in like to do anything around the baby. Our routine sucks. Let's meditate um, with the baby. Yeah, but I think it is just finding those five minutes for yourself is just gold. You're so right, actually prioritizing. Prioritizing five minutes sounds so simple, doesn't it? But I bet I bet not many of us doing it at all and this is where the tale of the cold tea or cold coffee comes in because you make it in the morning and you don't you don't drink it because you're like um well firstly I'm like I need to wait for it to cool down um I'll just do the dishwasher first and then I'll have it but then by the time you finished it someone else needs you or something else needs doing and that's just what happens you should just stop and and have it yeah. Yeah. I have started now, like I'm back to sitting down when I'm doing breakfast with the kids in the morning mm-hmm. and making it a point now just to sit with them and eat because I I recognize very much, you know, like I do not want to in any way patronize anybody, at least myself, because I'm finding so much of this difficult. Yeah. But like before we had baby and the routine that we had before, which was that if I show my son, I want to lead by example. So mm-hmm. if I sit down at the table and eat, slowly mindfully with him and practice gratitude with him and do all these things by default actually he's going to learn better than if I say can you just sit down and eat yes. no you know stop yes. stop doing this and stop yeah. doing that but actually if you do it yourself and um, so I recognized for quite some time I'd stopped kind of eating breakfast mm-hmm. literally just I'd be like giving them breakfast shuffling down coffee yeah. and rushing to get all the jobs done and around and I was like this must be so stressful for them as much as it is for me. Mm-hmm. So let me just sit down and we all have our breakfast. Like yeah. We're a Weetabix family, so we all sit and have Weetabix together. Yeah. Um, but it's it's little things like that, I think, that can just slow the day down just for you for a few minutes so you can just refuel yourself. Yeah, and then you at least feel like you've got that connection. That's so true. This morning, again, my husband, he'd made me a cup of tea and it was sitting on the table and he was sat down with the two kids and I was like, I'm just going to do the dishwasher. And he was like, just, yeah. just come and sit down. Just come and sit down, take five minutes. And I was like, what? Oh, I should. And I went and mm. sat down. Yeah. And like you said, I had breakfast. And I'm just, I'm so glad that I started my day that way. Mm. And so, yeah, I will, I will try and do that more often. It's, well, every day. It's so interesting, isn't it? We can really talk about the principles, talk about, the things that we should be doing but it uh, you know we really understand that it is difficult to put it into yeah. practice and so Absolutely. we don't want it like you said you don't want it to be coming across as preachy preachy and thinking that well these are all the things that we do and you should do them too we are absolutely there with you like yeah. struggling to do all of this stuff but 
just try it, try it yeah. for one day and see. And um, there's no doubt that you'll feel the benefits. And yeah, I need to. Absolutely. That is what I'm going to do tomorrow morning. <laughs> I am sitting down and having my cup of tea and breakfast with the kids. Yeah. And I think what I'm definitely going to be doing is I'm going to change the, the order of what I do in terms of like when the kids actually go down mm-hmm. instead of rushing to then go I better do this and if it's like I'm one of these people that needs a clean kitchen because I hate facing it in the morning mm-hmm. but you know it's still going to be there like just sit down and maybe just watch that episode that you want to watch that you see every single night like I say to my husband can we just watch another episode but by that point it's like 11 o'clock and yeah. you're just like no actually yeah tired now um but I think that Right now, particularly, you know, we know that the evidence lies in, for example, physical activity and the benefits of that, your physical and mental health. Like we, mm-hmm. there is a huge wads of information out there for that and evidence. But if it feels like it's going to help you, then get out and do it. If mm-hmm. equally the thought of that is stressing you out because lots of parents at the moment are feeling anxious about things, then don't put pressure on yourself. Try and do some, you know, exercise inside with your kids. There's nothing, you know, we've got so many resources that we never had until yeah. it was locked down that are now all free. Mm-hmm. But I think just incorporating some form of exercise into your day, like nat- like instantly, if I just do like, you know, 10 jumping jacks with my son. Yeah. You know, you just get a wee rush, don't yes, you? Yes, you do. Um, and I think that, just wherever you can is what we're saying at the moment self-care in this lockdown is really difficult but it's 24 hours in a day and there's lots of opportunities where you can just take those five minutes mm. um to to enjoy that hot cuppa to to jump around to take some breathing you know time and connect with the breath whatever it is for you um reach out and speak to others if you need to if you're struggling with it Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that what you say about physical activity is so important, but also realising that your mental health is just as important as well. And that the two are connected, aren't they? Like when you jump around or you go out for a walk, you feel better afterwards. Um, So, yeah. Do you know what the interesting thing is, Steph? Like for me, um, because I'm a huge advocate for lifestyle medicine, which is really focuses on prevention is better than disease and a lot of the time our patients come into us and they come in when they're at that point which is what I'm saying like let's not get to the point Mm. of actual burnout you Mm -hmm. know recognize the signs beforehand and let's stop it before it develops but when I had my son seven years ago I just remember watching just how much love and care that I took and do still with my kids you know to to make sure that they get up that you know they make reds they get their food that they sit down and they eat and that they get their exercise in the evening routine is just so beautiful when you're doing it with them you know they get their lovely they get their dinner early they have their nice bath and they get a story and then they go down and then we freak out (laughs) run downstairs shovel our food while we're watching (laughs) something or like doing the dishes whilst you're scoffing cold food we don't do any of that stuff and then you know when our kids thrive as a result of just how good their lifestyle is and we equate it to what our lifestyle is like and we wonder why we're then burning at both Mm. ends it's because there's lots of things that we're skipping through the day Mm -hmm. so actually coming back to basics of if you can you know just sit down and eat with your kids Mm -hmm. like that much as a family perhaps you can do Mm -hmm. you know if you're going to 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 do some exercise get your kids involved because right now trying to find those pockets of complete 
just you time mm. to go out to the gym it doesn't exist like yeah. it's just no time so you might need to just say sack it we do it as a family yeah you know if your kids are going down do that same evening routine for yourself very guilty we're all scrolling at all hours of the night we are all speaking to mr amazon at 3 4 a.m <laughs> in the morning but really those phones shouldn't be near us at that time and we should just really try and take better care of ourselves because Yes, this is not going to last forever, but right now we've got to get through this period in as fit as health as we can, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's all in those little acts of of prioritizing you time. Yeah, I completely agree, and I think that's a really lovely summary of all of the things that we've spoken about, really, and kind of all the principles. So we're kind of coming onto the next, a little bonus section, let's say, of this episode um, that I hope a lot of you will enjoy. But we're going to take, what would you say, about 10, 10 minutes or yeah, so to minutes. go through a guided meditation. So Poonam, you've actually got experience in this and you are going yeah. to lead us through this, aren't you? Yes, um, the power of meditation is huge and has so many health benefits, but most of all, actually, just to mentally and emotionally just reset. Mm-hmm. And um, I certainly, when I sort of did my diploma in meditation, really connected with that, where it was about learning just to to actually just appreciate the value of your breath such a simple thing but we take it for granted you know that actually that simple inhale and that exhale has absolute power to reset your mindset for the day it can actually change your energy and your vibes quickly and sometimes actually that's what we're doing when we go off to the toilet for those five minutes what we're doing is we're actually just getting a bit of headspace (laughs) and just breathing Um, but sort of having actually a guided meditation is nice where if you do get 10 minutes at all just to close your eyes lie down in a space that you feel is comfortable if you find lighting a candle to be you know calming then do that sometimes essential oils or incense anything that just makes you feel a bit zen but other than that you can just lying on your bed closing your eyes for a little bit of me time and just kind of appreciating some silence um, really helps you uh, just return back with just calm <laughs> yeah so it's like a reset isn't it yeah I think. Um, I think that's just it and yeah I'd love to do more meditation actually so I'm really looking forward to this and again something that maybe I will try and incorporate a little bit more into my day because you know on the iWatch they give you mm. that recommend uh, that reminder to breathe and like half the time it's not a good time to breathe for a minute and you kind of ignore the notification but when I do actually manage to do it it's it can be really powerful so uh, I think this will be really beneficial too so if you're listening to this and if you are driving or operating any heavy machinery (laughs) should probably probably stop the episode right here because uh, we do not want you to meditate (laughs) whilst you are driving that is not our intention so uh, but yeah otherwise take it away (laughs) so cheesy right, okay <laughs> <clears throat> i know i know right okay so this is a body scan for mums begin by making yourself comfortable sit in a chair and allow your back to be straight but not stiff with your feet on the ground you could also do this practice standing or if you prefer you can lie down and have your head supported your hands could be resting gently in your lap or at your side Allow your eyes to close or to remain open with a soft gaze. 
Take several long, slow, deep breaths. Slowly and deeply, breathing in fully. And now, breathing out slowly. Breathe in through your nose and out through your nose or mouth, whatever feels comfortable to you. Feel your stomach expand on the inhale and relax and let go as you exhale. Begin to let go of the noises around you. Begin to shift your attention from outside to inside yourself. If you are distracted by the sounds in the room, simply notice them and bring your focus back to your breathing. Slowly bring your attention down to your feet. Begin observing the sensations in your feet. You might want to wiggle your toes a little, feeling your toes against your socks or shoes. Just notice without judgment. You might imagine sending your breath down to your feet as if the breath is travelling through the nose to the lungs and through the abdomen all the way down to your feet and then back up again out through your nose and lungs. Perhaps you don't feel anything at all. This is fine too. Just allow yourself to feel the sensation of not feeling anything at all. When you're ready, allow your feet to dissolve in your mind's eyes and move your attention up to your ankles, your calves, knees and your thighs. Observe the sensations that you're experiencing throughout your legs. Breathe into and out of the legs. If your mind begins to wander during this exercise, gently notice this without any judgment and bring your mind back to noticing the sensation in your legs. If you notice any discomfort, pain or stiffness, don't judge it. Just simply notice. Observe how all the sensations rise and fall, shift and change moment to moment. Notice how no sensation is permanent. Just observe and allow this to be in the moment, just as they are. Breathe into and out from the legs. Then on the next out breath, allow the legs to dissolve in your mind. Now move your attention to the sensations in your lower back and pelvis, softening and releasing any tension as you breathe in and out. Slowly move your attention up to your mid-back and upper back. Become curious about the sensations here. You may become aware of the sensations in the muscle, temperature or points of contact with furniture or the ground. With each out-breath, you may let go of the tension that you are carrying. And then very gently shift your focus to your stomach and all the internal organs here. Perhaps you notice the feeling of clothing, the process of digestion or the belly rising and falling with each breath. If you notice any opinions arising about these areas, gently let these go and return to noticing sensations. As you continue to breathe, bring your awareness to the chest and heart region and just notice your heartbeat 
Observe how the chest rises during the inhale and how the chest falls during the exhale. Let go of any judgments that may arise. On the next out-breath, shift the focus to your hands and fingertips. See if you can channel your breathing into and out of this area, as if you're breathing into and out from your hands. If your mind wanders, gently bring it back to the sensation in your hands. And now on your next out-breath, shift the focus and bring your awareness up into your arms. Observe the sensations or lack of sensations that may be occurring there. You might notice some difference between the left arm and the right arm. No need to judge this. As you exhale, you may experience the arms soften and release any tensions. Continue to breathe and shift the focus to the neck, shoulder and throat region. This is an area where we often hold a lot of tension. Be with the sensations here. It could be tightness, rigidity or holding on to something. You may notice the shoulders moving along with the breath. Let go of any thoughts or stories that you're telling yourself about this area. And as you breathe, you may feel tension rolling off your shoulders. Enjoy this release. On your next out-breath, shift your focus and direct your attention to the scalp, the head and your face. Observe all the sensations occurring there. Notice the movement of the air as you breathe it into and out of your nostrils and mouth. As you exhale, you might notice the softening of any tension that you might be holding. And now let your attention expand out to include the entire body as a whole. Bring into your awareness the top of your head right down to the bottom of your toes. Feel the gentle rhythm of the breath as it moves through the body. As you come to the end of this practice, I want you to take a full deep breath, taking in all the energy of this breath and practice, exhale fully. And when you are ready, I want you to open your eyes and return your attention to the present moment. As you become fully alert and awake, consider setting the intention that this practice of building awareness will benefit everyone you come into contact with today. It is so good for you and it's so good for your family. Thank you so much for that. I obviously did it and I'm glad I did it sitting up because if I did it lying down, I think I'd probably be asleep. (laughs) That was really lovely and just, if only we could do that every single day. You can. (laughs) No, well... That's the thing. We should we should be in, or at least trying to. The best time to do this, actually, in lots of apps like Headspace, mm. um, definitely uh, has them. Mind has them. They, you know, they have these free like evening um, meditation mm. apps that can help you just before mm. you sleep. 
And I think it's nice to actually tune into into that just to give your body that little bit of time where you've just released, as you know, I said there, any tensions mm-hmm. from the day that we carry. Yeah. I think um, also yeah. as someone who I've tried to do meditation before and I followed the Headspace app as well. If anyone is has maybe tried this for the first time or hasn't done it as much, it is difficult to do. So I definitely found myself having lots of thoughts and, you know, thinking about what had happened today or maybe something that's happening tomorrow. But like you said, acknowledging them and letting them go and also acknowledging that it's not, it is something that you do have to practice. It's almost uh, like a skill or an art in that sense. So it's absolutely, that's why it's called a practice. It's, it's like exercising and people are like, you know, they study, Mm. you know, things like meditation Mm. and mindfulness. Um, and as you say, it's like every day, I remember when I first started doing mindfulness, you know, I couldn't, Mm -hmm. I couldn't switch off at all because the mind was just so Mm -hmm. used to racing because that's what we are programmed as, as creatures. You know, we learn so much. It's all learned behaviors and learned thoughts and attitudes and judgments as mums, particularly, you know, I certainly carry a lot of judgments about my body and, you know, have a lot of negative chat some of the time, but when you start doing this more and more and actually learning that you can actually control the mind and not let the mind constantly mm-hmm. control you, honestly, it's, it's just, it's like a game changer and I really need to connect back into it. You know, I see it as if I'm practicing it at the moment, it's really hard yeah. when life gets in the way, but um, I think it's a reminder to all of us that actually it's, yeah. what, that was about 10 minutes, yeah. you know, 10 minutes of your day. And it's, it, it does just, it does. it's it really, really good. I guess that's what I was trying to say as well. I hope that I don't want anyone to be put off if they found it found it difficult and thought, gosh, I didn't. I found it really difficult to connect in with it. Maybe try listening to it a few more times, and it will. It it, it gradually does come. Thank you so much. I think that was a lovely way to end the episode, and I hope that all of you enjoyed it as well. Please let us know if you tried it, and if you continue to try it again, let us know and join us next week uh we hope that you found this episode helpful but join us next week for our next episode of the medic club podcast and remember that if you enjoyed listening to us then please do like review and rate us on apple spotify or wherever you listen to our podcast on every single comment means so much to us and your feedback helps us to kind of grow so thank you thank you thank you